Water. Earth. Fire. Air. Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. Then, everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Only the Avatar, master of all four elements, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. A hundred years passed and my brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe Aang can save the world. What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Deja Vu Podcast. Travis, it's been a month, almost exactly a month. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's been so long that I thought it had been at least two or three months since the last time mm. we talked. Life comes at you fast, doesn't it? Life it does. Life. The uh, Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, we, have, uh, we thought that if we took a break, that maybe when we came back, we wouldn't still be in unprecedented times, but here we are, still We're unprecedented. We're still very unprecedented. Uh, have you been thinking about The Sopranos since the podcast ended? Dude, like, um, <laughs> at least once a day, I, ha I yeah. have some sort of, like, a life comparison or uh, <laughs> just something. I, I, I can't get the show out of my head. It's, it's yeah. kind of crazy. Um, I've, I picked up and watched The Leftovers and oh, okay. uh, finished The Leftovers. And, of course, like, the minute this, the whole thing was over, I'm, like, immediately making a full-on comparison talking to my wife. She is... No time for it. Doesn't care at all. But I sure am giving her my thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. That's good, man. Yeah, we need we you need to talk about TV. That's what you need. To, did you guess what my favorite part was? No, I couldn't guess. I thought it was uh, maybe maybe the preacher getting uh, getting what is the what is the medieval thing where your head's in the in the thing with the hands? Oh no, stockade. Yeah, when you get stockaded. Thought it might be the 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 preacher when he was nude, stockaded. Yeah, that's that's my favorite part. No, uh, it was you the like episode dick so much. I, just all the dicks, Ooh. all the dicks. Uh, it was the episode in the uh, hotel. Okay, it was okay. that whole thing. And and my favorite scene was him having to do karaoke to get out of the afterlife. Or get okay. out of limbo. Yeah, nope, that's yeah. a great one. I love that. I didn't know. I didn't know if it was gonna be like a serious favorite moment or. Uh, a fun favorite moment. So I was looking for both, no. but that was a good moment there. Yeah, it was a, it was a good time. Uh, glad you watched it. Glad you liked it. We have a special guest today. It's uh, Super Games Cast 64's own and the Hang Zone's own Austin Guttery. Austin, how are you doing? Hey, fellas. I'm doing great. I'm in my new, fresh new apartment, uh, and I'm ready to talk some TV. Yeah, so we're trying to do, before we start Breaking Bad, we're trying to do some mini podcast here and there of uh, taking a well, sample of mm -hmm. a show. This one was highly or, demanded. We had people this was from the woodworks asking for it. Oh, yes. They wanted Avatar. Uh, we're talking about Avatar The Last Airbender, not the James Cameron movie Avatar, and not the live action version of Avatar The Last Airbender. This is the animated Nickelodeon show that came out around the mid-aughts on the Nickelodeon. Uh, Aust this is Austin's favorite show. 
right, Austin? Not even just favorite show, favorite piece of media wow. to consume of anything. How many okay. times would you say you've watched it? Uh, oh, God, there's no way to tell because I've watched it so many times in, like, piecemeal in uh, reruns on TV and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be, like, 20. Did you watch it when it was, like, on TV? Uh, so my next door neighbor and very good friend Dean uh, told me to watch it because it was oh, really porn cool. Dean. Uh, like around the end of the second season. So I jumped in there um, and then caught up through reruns and then uh, was there for the third season. Live. So that's my like first question is like, so I was, the show ran from 05 to 08. So 08, that would have been my like sophomore, junior year in high school. And, like, I would not have even entertained anybody telling me to watch this show. Just for the pure fact that it was on Nickelodeon in a cartoon. And, like, your interest probably may be, like, a little bit more skewed towards that. But, like, it seems like a pretty big leap unless you're already into this sort of thing to just, like, pick up and watch a Nickelodeon show. Uh, I do animation as my uh like passion job like my full-time job and stuff and i've always really really loved animation so i never like stopped watching cartoon network and uh nickelodeon uh and also i um just really like good adventure Mm -hmm. shows and good adventure stories and uh i trusted dean's judgment you know he and i like a lot of the same stuff and so if he said it was good then uh then I was going to watch it. Plus, a lot of my friends were watching, you know, anime here and there and animated things here and there. And uh, my friend group was not a very mature <laughs> one. Uh, and so we never really had any hangups about, you know, watching stuff on Nickelodeon or animated things or whatever. Sure, yeah. And it, it's not a knock at all. It was just like... And, yeah. and I would say, like, not to, like, tip my hand or anything, it would have been to my detriment not to watch it. Because, uh, like, it's it was quite, like, visually stunning just for, you know, yes. like, a Nickelodeon show, too. Because, like, you think about it and you're thinking, like, Rugrats and uh, right. SpongeBob, stuff right. like that. You don't necessarily think of this, like, well-drawn, well-thought-out, like, really, really well-done cartoon. Uh, I just would I'd not expect it to come out of a Nickelodeon-type situation. Well, when you have a set number of episodes and a set story mm-hmm. and you know like how much it's going to cost to reach the end of that story, you can invest a lot more in the quality of the animation instead of something like uh, Rugrats where it's like this can and did run for like 10 right. years. We've got to be able to like turn these out so the animation can't be super detailed. 100%. That was one of the other deals that was so unique about this is like it only ran for three seasons and it was right. a, I know it, it was pretty successful they made a full-on movie for it and it was adapted from a a comic right no it was completely original okay i don't know where i read that um but that's just that's really really uh it's unique for nickelodeon that they for them to like take on this type of project it seems yeah Uh, and they did a fantastic job with what what they you know what they wanted to do insane oh yeah they they knew the story they wanted to tell and they knew that making additional episodes for no reason past the story they wanted to tell would have just tainted the like legacy of it and the story as a whole. And it's so, incredible, an incredibly they, mature yeah. way to look at it from a, from a cartoon yeah. company. Right. That's yeah. My, so that's my big no. bit up front. So now it's your time to talk Trey. Okay. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, and, and I guess um, I as well. Just I, I guess I'd seen and I'd seen it here and there, but I had not ever like watched an episode. I didn't entertain it, and I think you're right. I think it being on Nickelodeon, it's sort of like what happened with Battlestar Galactica because it was on the Sci-Fi Channel, and the Sci-Fi Channel was like, sure. oh, it's just a bunch of B shit, but it was really good. And, uh, and this is a really good show and it's, you know, I would say I was kind of texting Austin earlier. I think it's, it's a, it's like a feel good show. Uh, it's a, it's a show you can kind of just watch and feel good. And you're, you're, you're challenged with, with great storytelling and great characters, but I don't know. There's just something warm about the whole thing and, and nothing is too corny. Like, there's a lot of comedy, but nothing's too cheesy. Nothing gets way too serious. Um, no, you know, it's all very... It's just... It's it's a very well-thought-out show. Uh, yeah, for yeah. a show where the main topic is genocide. Right, uh, right. It's, <laughs> they don't get too heavy, and it, and it works. And, and uh, I guess my question is, watching these select episodes, we often selected five episodes to watch. And I was seeing if you could kind of understand the story that was going on. You could understand maybe the character motivations or the story or like, what did you decipher watching these episodes, Travis? So, I mean, it was a little tough to pick up on like, uh, like the minute, maybe like what's going on in the past three or four episodes. I, I liked on Netflix that it did have the previously on. So it mm. gave me a little bit of a, like a captcha of what, what just happened. But oh, I think the overall, like, overarching thing, I think I pretty much got. And I think Austin picked pretty good episodes that seemed to, after doing research afterwards, obviously, to kind of put mm -hmm. some of the pieces together, you gave us some pretty good episodes to watch to give you the full picture. And maybe that maybe mm -hmm. that's just how the episodes were, that it kind of it dips into little pieces of it every single episode, probably. But, like, <clears throat> I felt like I was getting a lot of the lore. I was getting a lot of the like the end goal throughout and then you know i got enough of the the fire people the fire kid and his uncle to know what kind of there i felt like i know i knew everybody everybody's role with the small sample size that i got mm -hmm. yeah uh yeah the, that's what's really good about it is instead of doing just like a huge info dump in the first episode like a lot of anime does uh you kind of collect throughout the first season what exactly is going on and i think uh it, that's a really good way to do world building it, it yeah, it's a show that here. definitely it, it's a show that definitely uh builds up steam as it goes it gets better and you understand the world more and you understand the characters more and mm -hmm. care about the characters more um you know also i think uh zuko and uh iro are two of my favorite characters in media like they're they're just it's such a great um they're 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 just such a great journey both go on and that's the uncle and uh the fire guy okay uh Travis, yeah, I mean, yeah that's what they say is that this is really zuko's yeah story because he has the he has the main character arc mm -hmm. like ang grows in his skills and talents and he matures and learns you know what it means to basically save the world. Uh, but Zuko goes through a complete character transformation. Yes. Uh, and it's one of the most masterfully written and paced transformations, I think. 
And, you know, also Aang being a protagonist, and I, I didn't see the movie, but I I think from what I've heard of the movie is that they kind of took all the humor out of it. And I think that's such a big part of Aang's character is that he right. is this, he's the chosen one, but he's also has a lot of humor and he has a love of life and he's, you know, he's fun loving and he's a bit immature right. and that's kind of unique in these sort of hero tales. Yeah. He wasn't a brooding serious. I mean, even like Frodo who is innocent at the beginning of mm-hmm. the story still is like very serious. Yeah. About the task at hand. I mean, Harry Potter is very uh, serious at the task at hand. You know, they're all right. Luke Skywalker. Very serious. They're not yeah, they're very determined. Yeah. They're not just fun-loving. And not to say that Aang isn't determined, but he's he's 12, and he they wrote his character to behave. So like. what's mm-hmm. up with that, though? He he He's 12? Because he said um, he was like, they. I think I saw that he's like hundreds, hundred? He's hundred, biologically hundo? 112, okay. but he appears to be 12, because when he was 12, he ran away from home because the monks told, informed him that he was the Avatar four years before they were supposed to because mm. you're supposed to tell them when uh, they're 14 but they knew that war was like coming to them and so they were like we need to get this out of the way and, and couldn't handle it so he ran away and ended up freezing himself in the ocean for a hundred years um, and during that time the Fire Nation came in and wiped out every uh, air nomad. That's so why he's the last airbender. No longer yeah that yeah. was the yeah. uh <clears throat> what was that the second to last episode or maybe the last no the last one that we watched uh mm-hmm. avatar and free lord kind of went through some of that right okay mm-hmm. okay yeah. okay and um yeah i i think uh zuko is a very one thing and you were not gonna you wouldn't get this travis from these episodes but it's a show that doesn't rely on death as a uh, a plot twist and I don't want to. I don't know if you're looking to watch the whole thing, so I don't want to totally ruin things for you. But I remember watching this with Austin last year, and every single time I'm like, "Yeah, Uncle's gonna die. Yeah, Uncle's gonna die here. He's, he's oh, that guy's dead. They're dead." And I'm like, "Oh, every time it was that wasn't the case." And it's just, and it was like eye opening. Like, oh, hey, you can make a show where the plot twist isn't death or the emotional impact isn't death. There's something right. it, better, you know, like 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 the last episode you watched, Zuko, you know, he betrays his he betrays his uncle, and that's the worse fate than his uncle dying, right? I mean, it's, it's yeah, they're able to move uh, the story forward compellingly, like they were able to like push the viewer and the characters into the next like urgent stage of the story without killing people, right? And I think that that's a very uh, good indicator of masterful uh storytelling because you know like walking dead like any every single plot twist or you know cliffhanger was someone dies it just it just right. gets old it's almost like just... they used their limitations in that i mean it's still a nickelodeon show and for right. like mm-hmm. you know it's still for kids so like using death as a, a plot device on a nickelodeon yeah. cartoon isn't necessarily going to be a regular thing you can go to so they used what their limitation was and did it in a really, mm-hmm. really good way. Uh, mm-hmm. that's in, yeah. uh, that seems to be like the overriding uh, theme of this show is they, they, they not necessarily, I guess they had a vision, but like not only that, but they executed it perfectly in almost every facet. Like that right. does not happen with like 
normal shows, let alone a Nickelodeon show. I'm just blown away that this thing came from Nickelodeon. I'm sorry. I'm just and blown away. And I think that, that part of that comes from <clears throat> limiting yourself to a set story that ends at a designated mm-hmm. time. You know, you, you are able to make a show that compelling by... By knowing you don't have to stretch anything. Right, you have a framework, and it's easier to work within a framework rather than, like, this abstract anything is possible. Right. So, I guess the question is, Travis, is this anime? Okay, so you want me to tell you if it's anime. Yes. Uh, Let me tell you if it's anime or not. Okay. Uh, It took one, maybe two minutes for me to come to the conclusion that this... Avatar, The Last Airbender, is not anime. Oh, ding, ding, ding. What made you come to that conclusion? Just didn't look like it, man. Didn't didn't pass the visual Travis anime test, so not anime. So, it's like the the art style is animated in a sort of Japanese-influenced way, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's it's a very Western show. Yes. Just, Mm -hmm. yeah. Even though, like, it takes a lot from Eastern uh, mythology and, and Eastern culture, it's it's the the way it's structured is very Western. The way the characters act is very Western. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's having these humongous etern- etern- uh, internal monologues, and it just the, the that's my one thing with a, a lot of anime is that I just can't stand the characters. They're all whiny. They're all you know they they're very stubborn in their trope. That they're that they have, but the characters in Avatar are not like that. They're they're very well written, and I'm not saying all Japanese characters are bad. No, they're very good ones. But I think like a lot you're of all Japanese characters are bad. I might be saying that. That's what I'm know. hearing. Who knows? But like, I remember watching Attack on Titan, and I'm like, oh, this is really cool. The premise is cool, but I can't stand these characters because mm. they're all they all have yeah. a trait, and they're all going to tell you why they have this trait. And they're all right. gonna, you know, and, and then they're all gonna. It just—it's not great. Well, I think a lot of anime is very plot-driven, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like uh, the writer kind of comes up with like a cool idea mm-hmm. and builds a cool story around it, uh, and then has absolutely no depth to the characters. And so I think that a lot of the a lot of anime writers try to kind of force that in because I I agree the the part I I really like Attack on Titan because it's visually stunning yeah. and the like outside plot is really cool but the characters are very shallow and hollow yeah. just like here's Aaron and here's his five traits he will exhibit them to you uh, on certain occasions it's like it's like just give us a story that doesn't really have any main characters or anything we don't need uh, like emotional depth to these characters if your story is plot driven mm-hmm. just just keep it like that but instead they shoehorn in all these emotional issues yeah um, Avatar is extremely character driven yeah, you, you you like all these characters and the characters grow and change and mm-hmm. you you know like Lost you got to have a good you got to have good characters to have your crazy plot matter you know you, you right. got to have that like they have a lot of there's a lot of characters in Avatar who in a normal show that's not written as well would be very annoying and you wouldn't want to watch oh um I think uh, I always get their names what's the uh, girl the Tao Toe Toe to, oh. The- Toph? Toph isn't. Yeah, Toph. She's not like, my thinking, favorite. I, I I think um. Uh, the brother would be very annoying. Yeah, that's what show. I'm thinking of. Like, you like Sokka is Sokka, yeah, 
irritating and annoying and arrogant and stuff, uh, but it's so well written that you still empathize with his story mm-hmm. and you end up like finding those qualities endearing because he has his own hopes and desires and dreams and you realize like those are just part of his personality and you realize why they're part of his personality and why they're like integral to the story Mm -hmm. and you end up like by the end like loving all those characteristics about it right i mean i I, yeah all of them could be (laughs) much worse than other worse lesser products pretty much right all of them could because like even you know um like suko could be way more heavy-handed I mean, he's pretty right. heavy-handed, but even more so than you got, you know, Uncle yeah. could just turn into a cheap Mr. Miyagi kind of character, you know, yeah. and but, it, you know, he's he's got his own own stuff going. And then he has his own demons. Like, everybody kind of has their own demons, too. Not everyone's a perfect character. And yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. I also think some of the, like, just tropiness or just, like, the stuff that might annoy you in this is probably the kid stuff coming out a little bit uh Mm -hmm. it's a little easier tolerated when you're nine or ten than if you're 16 17 you know sure and i think i think though i can tolerate it more because i i don't know like it it almost justifies it you know what i mean you you know what i mean like okay i like this this and this and i can kind of let go the kind of the more kitty dumb mm-hmm. jokes yeah and i could be like okay that's that's it's fun whatever and, but if it was again if it was lesser written if i cared less about the character's plot then that would be more uh, uh, um i would uh, feel worse i guess and even when they are right. dealing with some of the you know age appropriate issues like uh what's the girl's name the cave of the two lovers and uh him having to like katara Katara, yeah, and him having to like move past her to achieve the Avatar state. That's some pretty complicated stuff to just like, yeah, be bringing up to you know to kids and children. But it's stuff that you know we should be talking to them about. And and at, mm-hmm. at that age, just stepping out on that limb was incredibly ballsy. <laughs> like just to even put that out there as like, hey, this is a cool show that you guys like. Hope you like this love story for thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys want to get into anything specific on the episodes at all? I know I, I'll I have one five. question. Uh, yeah, before we do move on, sure. Uh, what, so, what's up with the animals? Are these like Pokemon, and we got bear dragons and f- f- weird uh, squirrels? It's just the the animals in the world. They're all like combined animals. So there's like uh, turtle ducks okay. and. Uh, uh, that's why they're so surprised when the Earth King... Oh, maybe, maybe you didn't see that one. But there's the leader of the Earth Kingdom has just a bear. And they all have a conversation about like, oh, you mean like an armadillo bear? And someone's like, oh, you mean like a turtle bear? And it's like, no, it just says bear. And so they're all confused. And so it's just all like combined. Okay. okay. There's a yeah, lot I, of I think I saw jokes. the bear. Yeah. Uh, and I was very much wondering what happened to the bear dragon to their, their, big, their big floof. Uh, he was missing in one of the episodes, and the little squirrel oh, was yeah. upset about it. I don't know. He got uh, he got taken away to a meat market. Son of a bitch. Jesus. There are a yeah. lot of meta jokes in, in the show. Like, there's an episode, Austin. There's an episode. I don't think we even watched it, but it was like the what? It's considered the worst episode, right? Ever? Right. Uh, yeah, season one, episode And, and then they do um, the last, the second to last episode of season three. I guess, like, or it's a few before they have like this whole play and that's sort of it, it sort of summarizes the whole show 
and they kind of make a make a joke about that. So like about yeah, that episode, like, yeah. There's a character who dies, like one of the sort of main characters mm-hmm. who like dies on screen, but they don't actually like show it because you can't show someone getting right. murdered by a government mm-hmm. agent on TV or on Nickelodeon. Uh, and so in that like uh, clip show episode, Trace talking about they uh, one of the audience members watching the play goes. Did did Jet die? And then uh, one of the main characters goes, "You know, it was never really that clear." <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of like fun tongue in cheek, and the whole show is just very. I I don't know. I I it makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Just the whole show does. I I just I really dig it, and I'm I'm glad I watched it last year because yeah, it's, yeah it's, I, sh- I sat tray down and we watched the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, over the end of summer it was nice. It was definitely one. It's definitely one of those things you could look over easily. Like just yeah. pass over, like oh no, animated Nickelodeon, hell no, I'm not gonna watch that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's worth your time, uh, and it's it's short too. They're not, I mean, it's not that yeah, big they're of easily a, digestible. Yeah, and they're incredibly like, minutes each, very mm-hmm. very easy. Like I was sitting, it's a, sit there on Twitter and let it run. It's a great background noise show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like thirty hours total, like commitment. I mean, you could do that in like a sure, week yeah. if you put your mind to it. So yeah, the first episode you gave us is a uh, didn't this one win an award? You said Blue Spirit. This is the uh... no Zuko alone uh, won an Emmy. Okay, uh, that's the one where it's just Zuko and you learn the backstory of uh, oh, his mom, his mother okay. being executed. Yeah. Okay, so Blue Spirit though is a good one because it's this this is a this shows sort of Zuko's commitment to catching the app. This is very early season one. And uh, you see him as the uh, what? What did they even call him? Well, didn't he have a name for his ninja persona thing? Yeah, the Blue Spirit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, that, there you go. Uh, <laughs> there you go. I didn't want to um, say it because I was like, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's the Blue Spirit. <laughs> Just the Blue Spirit. All right. Yes, it's the first time that you really see that Zuko's commitment is is not to the Fire Nation so much. He thinks it is, but it's it's more to himself in his own honor because Mm -hmm. if he really cared about the fire nation he would have let admiral zhao just capture ang but he has a sparkle just a twinkle of humanity in him and goes to save him and um i just really really love the animation in this episode oh that's what you're saying yeah like like, it's your yeah yeah Yeah, this is i mean so this is the first one that i watched it was the first one on the list obviously but that was like I was like, that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, this thing, it's like actually, this is strikingly beautiful. Like, this is really, mm-hmm. really yeah. pretty to look at. I'm cool with this. I like, I like this episode because it has a very different tone to a lot of the other episodes. They're very colorful mm-hmm. and uh, light, uh, even if they're dealing with heavy subjects. But this had a very uh, unique tone to it. I liked it. it was overcast the whole time, and a lot of it took place at night. And there was kind of a somber tone throughout because at the in the end when Aang thinks he's going to be friends with Zuko and ends up on a down note, I really liked how the structure of that episode went. Mm-hmm. It, it's hinting at things. Cause I, and that was another thing that I told yeah. you and I don't want to totally spoil, but uh, you know, I told you like, Oh yeah, he's, he's not going to be friends with him ever. He's not going to do this ever. And then, you know, I was wrong each time. It's like, Oh, Oh, he's not going to help out the... Oh, I guess he did. He's not going to... Yeah, I guess he did. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's it surprises you, and, and it, and it kind of gives you hints to what's going to happen going forward, and right. it shows you Zuko's very conflicted persona. A lot of foreshadowing. Yes, in that one. Uh, 
the next one you picked was the chase all i guess this also maybe kind of explain why you picked these episodes as well um i really like the chase because uh it's the first time you're like you have an episode with Toph. so the the gang is like complete at that point um and i really just like it's a very good plot driven episode mm-hmm. um it's fun to watch it's fast paced uh the animation's uh good um and it's the first time you really get to see like Azula in action, and it ends on a really good note where everybody has to kind of work together to face Azula since she's um, yeah. Azula is is um uh is Zuko's sister, by mm-hmm. the way. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't get that, that's yeah. His no, sister. I, I got that. This this was I think this was my favorite episode out of all of them. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of action and I mean, I, I just really enjoyed it. It kept me on the edge of my seat the whole time, you know, just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's and it's a, it's a nice little mystery too, trying to figure out who they are, why they're coming for them, how they keep mm-hmm. catching up to, um, uh, although train versus flying bear dog is, <laughs> I don't know. I think probably train. I'll give them the edge to the train, but all right. Yep. This has uh, your favorite line too, Austin, in the show, right? Oh no, in the show, but you always say this line a lot. Which part? The when uh, Ang, when um Iro and uh uh I always forget her name. I'm bad with names on the show, by the way. What the 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 T the T line? T Lee. Oh, oh yeah yeah yeah. Tali, um, yeah. Sometimes, uh. Oh, one of life's true delights. Oh my god, now you've got me all mixed up. Okay, sharing tea <laughs> with a fascinating stranger is one of life's true delights. I just always like saying that to Trey. Yeah, I don't know why. It's weird. But does it make it. you feel good, Trey? Does it make your it belly warm? It does. Good. It does. <laughs> what was the next episode? Um, the Cave of Two I, Lovers. I got these kind of out of order. Yeah, I you did. Really yeah, in it's all good. Order. I guess uh, Cave of Two Lovers was the next one he had on the list. So that one doesn't really have any plot significance, but I just really enjoy the music in it, and um, it's a it's a very nice like filler episode, and I wanted to add a filler episode on there because they're the they're really good at at those where it's like you know not relevant to the plot at hand, but it's still a very good episode to yeah follow. filling basically um, like filling time from point A to point B. Uh, it right. was I, I I liked it was. Probably my least favorite out of all of them, but I still liked mm-hmm. it. It was it was a fun little episode, and I liked the the hippie the hippie clan or whatever. I did that episode's one of my favorites, more just for purely aesthetic reasons. Uh, I think it's a really very well animated episode, um, and it has the music is good, and um, it's it, it's got some good world building in it, and so I think it's a good like visual and audio representation of the show. Did like the line where he goes, "Are you guys coming with us?" And they just go, "Nope." Like, oh, nope. <laughs> all right i guess not then uh after that was the avatar and the fire lord this is a bag this is like you know we're discovering uh the secrets now we're discovering the backstory interesting one to pick right. for this list i think that one might be my favorite i'm not sure these are all just it's hard to pick like a i'm sure yeah, yeah i really like that one because again it's beautifully animated um, and it has tons of world building. Yeah, it's really kind of like. explaining, you know, yeah. the whole backstory back- of the war. Yeah, and how, and how it all started and everything. Yeah, man, and without this a, episode, um, I don't know that I would have been able to piece a lot of the other stuff together. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it was... And then, so I watched them in order of, I guess, as they aired. Um, mm-hmm. So 
this was the last one I watched and it put together a lot of the pieces for me. Like a lot oh, yeah. of it fell into that's place. True. Well, that's good. Uh, I also like this one because it has a lot of really good fight sequences. Uh, some of my, a lot of my favorite episodes just are purely because the fights are really good. The like action sequences are good. And I think this one has a lot of really good bending and really well choreographed fights. Yeah. The, and, the volcano scene at the end was awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when he leaves uh, Roku there mm-hmm. to just like die, basically, yeah. it, it has a lot of emotional weight. Uh, Austin, you put after that the, uh, the the finale of season two, the crossroads of destiny. Yeah, and this was a re- I didn't watch this one because I was I, I was running out of time, but uh, I flipped through and I do remember this this one very well and really liking this one. This is like I, you know it, it felt like a it was a really good finale and it felt like a, a finale yeah. to a show that was about to wrap up in the next season like it it did a great job of you know building the stakes of uh you know hit, you know you're you're start, starting to see suko maybe change heart but he's mm. not just there right now well, and he's almost almost there. there but not so much and, and he's too tempted by the uh you know temptation of his honor back and right a place next to his father and everything yeah which is too much for him uh, really good episode. Beautiful episode too. The animation in that little catacomb mm-hmm. down beneath mm-hmm. the yeah. uh, Earth Kingdom capital is great. Any other reason why you like this episode? I thought there were some funny uh, moments with the uh, the non, I guess the the supporting characters after everybody split up. There were some funny moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, with like a Sokka's dad yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, honorable mention was: Did you watch the tales of Bae Singsei at all, or Bossing Sei? Jeez, Trey, you think you're not even a fan? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not really a fan. I did watch this. Yes. Yes, I I picked this especially for the uh, the uncle stuff. Um, I thought yeah, that was a really emotional scene. Great story with Uncle uh, uh, in this one, and uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah, it just yeah, I um. It's a really beautifully done episode. They're just a bunch of little side stories. Kind of a, a filler episode, but it's it's very well crafted, I thought. Yes. Yeah, yeah I like the I, I, I like this type of episode in just about anything. I like the little vignette style. Yeah. You know, like little short mm-hmm. stories within a full episode. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um would you would you consider watching the whole thing, Travis? Okay, dude. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, yeah. Like I said earlier, I think it's probably really good background noise, and I haven't pulled the trigger yet. But I have definitely been sitting around like, ah, you know, I could I could yeah. throw Avatar on and just go ahead and watch that oh, one yeah. to end. Yeah. And be okay, dude. You could. I'd be so happy. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I liked it way more than I thought I would. Uh, I I mean I I knew I wasn't gonna come on here and poo poo it or anything. Mm-hmm. If you guys are saying it's good, it's probably pretty good. But I mean, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Not even, uh, no, no joke. Really, really enjoyed the. I guess I watched six episodes or so. Uh, okay. But yeah, I absolutely would pop this on and watch it stem to cool. stern. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not like some of the, Dragon Ball Z is one that's like, hey, I liked it as a kid. It was fun, um, but it's not. It's not a great. It's not a well-crafted story. It's fun to watch, but it's not a well-crafted story. Uh, th- um, 
I would even say Evangelion, Austin, is is cool. It's cool visually, but yeah. the story is just really confusing. And It's like three or four different really good stories yeah. kind of like scotch taped together. Right. But I think this is just a solid, well-done show with great characters, and, and you care about the characters, and thus you care about the story. And, yeah, I... I really think people should not pass this up it's on netflix it's it's you know it's i guess that's that's a dumb thing to say free on netflix everything is free on netflix it's on netflix uh and you could you know get through them pretty quickly uh cora is the sequel to this austin can you explain what cora netflix yeah explain cora so that's 70 years after Aang's story ends, and she is the next Avatar, and she's very hot-headed and very talented at what she does, um, except she can't do she can't airbend. Uh, and so the first season is about her basically like going through a character development of learning to kind of cool down and get in touch with her spiritual side so she can basically start to airbend. Yeah, and it's... Uh, what are, I guess, how does it compare to Avatar? I've not watched it. It's definitely like if if Last Airbender didn't exist, Korra would be like a, a great show. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a fun show to watch. It has a big, you know, torch to bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's very fragmented because they didn't get full. They got a full season order, and then like two after that, and then one more after that. So there was no full uh, like connected story. Uh, and also, the story doesn't have the just impact and good pacing of the first one um there's no there's not a lot of adventure until later in the show mm-hmm. because it all takes place within one city uh and so you you get a lot more like uh i guess mystery and political intrigue and it doesn't really work all that well for a show that is kind of supposed to be based on going on adventures and it's stuff. like the star um, wars prequels <laughs> gave you all the parts yeah, you didn't it, necessarily want right kind of, yeah and like that stuff's cool for a little bit for a few episodes, but the, the whole season felt like that. And um, a lot of people really like to shit on Korra as a character, and I agree with some of the points. I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people say online. I think a lot of it comes from a place of misogyny. Sure, but she's her journey is definitely not nearly as engaging as uh, Aang's is, uh, and may, I think a lot of that has to do with the supporting cast. It's just kind of flat uh there's a couple characters i really like in the supporting cast but the others are just kind of like hollow caricatures of like character archetypes Mm -hmm. uh and it just kind of is like oh this is a fun very it's extremely well animated it's a beautiful show it's much more it's much better animated than avatar than last airbender um but i mean that'll only take you so far all right. Well, Travis, what do you give this? I guess you, you said you really enjoyed it, son. You don't yeah. need to give a score, I guess. But um, Yeah, I don't want to put a number on it. Yeah. I don't know if there's any last words to give. But uh, thanks also for coming on. We were talking about Avatar, The Last Airbender on Netflix. And mm-hmm. uh, when we come back, we got like a schedule of things coming up. Yeah, run us, run us down the sked, Trey. Well, let, let the people know so that they can plan what they need to be watching on their TVs. Yeah, I got to get more organized too. We kind of had a break. I kind of had like a mental break off of Travis. I haven't talked to This is the first time I've talked to Travis in a month. Not talked to him, not said a word to him. He's been sending me messages, ignoring him. Don't want to talk to him. I'm done. He died just like Tony died at the end of Sopranos. 
Did we even come? No, I don't know. Anyway, we um, <laughs> yeah, we got this coming up. We got we have a few ideas of like one-off things, like maybe the X Files. We definitely don't want to do the X Files because no, God, you thought Lost was long. Two hundred and seventeen episodes of the X Files. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably not in the cards. Uh, we do want to do an October uh, American Horror Story Asylum for for spooky season. We'll yeah, do buddy. about five episodes of that. And, um, yeah, we'll probably do that around, like, probably end of this month. We'll get started, right? Yeah, so, um, middle of the month, we'll probably record the X-Files, and then around the 21st or so, you'll see that episode, and then about that time, uh, maybe a little preview episode of American Horror Story, and then around the 1st of October... Uh, you'll start seeing the horror story, and then we want to finish that up Halloween. Yeah. Uh, just to finish, camp off spooky season, like you said, and then ride into Breaking Bad. Yeah. Then, yeah, Breaking Bad's a definite. We're going to do Breaking Bad. We're going to. It'll be fun to do um, because there's been a lot, I think, a lot more discussion on Breaking Bad. Or, it, or is it one of those deals where, like, we were doing the Sopranos, so it felt like everyone was talking about the Sopranos, mm-hmm. and now it's going to be Breaking Bad. Everyone's talking about Breaking Bad. It's just that you just—it's on your mind, so you see it more, maybe. Yeah, for sure, it definitely. And I will say, uh, I've definitely seen some Avatar memes the last few days that I don't. Oh think yeah, I've ever noticed. So that's <laughs> that, that's happening on this one too. All right. Uh, yeah. So I'm glad we've got a little schedule out. Um, I think I think the plan is is to stick with one episode a week throughout Breaking Bad. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. if we ever have any more specials, if we have any uh, anything else, we want to bring Austin on. If we want to bring Tim back, I don't know that it's in the cards. I know, to bring, I know uh, Connor bring the Dan back. But uh, yeah, we would like to have some to... guest special episodes go on too. Maybe Connor with King... I know Connor wants to do his own King of the Hill podcast. He could do a but, practice um, one with us to preview. Yeah, you could you could do like a little uh, little grab bag of King of the Hill episodes. I'm cool with I, that. Yeah, I got... Uh, I got... What's his name's number? <laughs> Mike Judge's number. We call him up. Let's get Mike Judge on the show. <laughs> Let's get him on the show. All right, Austin, you do that. You call him up. <laughs> I'll give you his number. You call him up. Uh, you already gave me his oh, number. Oh, you're right. You have his number. Yeah, and his email. Yes. Yeah. Uh, talk to Leah. All right. Uh, Austin, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. It was. I hope you have me on again maybe. Uh, every episode. Uh, maybe. Uh, what if we put together like a 50-50 contract? You're on every other episode. Yeah, that's fine. Does that work? Cool. Uh, I want double trade salary. Perfect. Oh, okay. We can do it. Cool. Perfect. All right, uh, Travis, I'll see you next time when we talk about... Uh, X Files, I believe, right? And yeah, sure. um, and then uh, we'll do American Horror Story. We'll be good. So uh, thanks to everybody listening. Let us uh, know what you think, and see you later. Bye.